0: it's monday september 27th 2021 coming up on the program today smart toilets will analyze your anal print plus changing the world for the better one pay-per-view boxing event at a time white cis males versus the entire multicultural room at college and visiting granny's glory hall all coming up today distorted view daily proudly presents great moments on the alex jones radio program there's no video of President Trump sucking a
1: ding-dong. And so what if there was? That's a lot better than World War III, Owen. I never sucked any ding-dongs. But I'll tell you, if they were going to blackmail me to start World War Three about one, I'd say, hey, I sucked a ball, golf ball through a freaking garden hose. Didn't you already tell Der Spiegel that? Now, the son of a bitch walked in there in my own office when I'd splattered stuff on myself and I was changing shirts. He goes, oh, that's a good shot. Let's get your shirts. And then he goes, I go, hey, have some of this chicken and sausage. So technically, I said, Jones offered me his sausage. Yeah, give me a break, you son of a bitch. I like women, not men. And if I like men, I'd be proud of it. That would have a line of them. But I ain't ever been in bed with no man. I've been in bed with probably 300 women. And you sons of bitches sit there... And you play these games, and
2: I'm sick of
0: it. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson.
2: You want to know how to keep my man happy? I let him play with my sister. Love y'all fans. You haters can lick them my ball sack. I'm a human being! Crystal Mac loosens up your
0: All right, Tim, back here with you. Starting a new week of programs. Got a good one for you today. Do you remember about six months ago on the podcast, we talked about the one mansion, one of the largest residential homes ever to be constructed. It's 105,000 square feet, cost over $110 million to erect. By the way, the dude who built it is not like some gazillionaire. He borrowed all of the money. I guess his goal was to put it on the market for $500 million. Uh, It did not sell. Don't necessarily want to spoil the story there. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Here's a little bit from uh, the interview we featured about five or six months ago.
1: We have the ability to really change the world in a very
0: positive way. One single house will change the course of humanity.
2: Um, When you say change the world in a positive way, how does this house change the world
0: oh it's got seven kitchens i mean is that not a fucking game changer what more do you want
1: there is nowhere in the world really where you can go for a venue like you used to have like a big boxing match
0: will this house end world hunger no will it help cure cancer no will it solve the climate crisis? no but the next logan paul boxing match could be hosted here And if that's not changing the world, I don't know what the hell is. In addition to hosting events here, he was also going to star in a reality show about the house.
1: That is a show that everyone will want to watch and identify with because it stars me. I live in the house and I live in the house with people that I love. And we do crazy things and have crazy parties, but we also help the world in so many different ways. And one of those ways we're doing it is hosting boxing events. Yes. We are creating gigantic boxing matches right in the grass.
0: Holy shit, it was boxing matches. I was just kidding. With
1: the world championship boxers that you could ever imagine, and okay. concerts, and anything that you could imagine that has. Right.
0: A- I mean, he goes on and on. He had a lot of grand plans. For this mansion don't think they're going to come to fruition as I mentioned uh, this man borrowed $82.5 million from Hankey Capital in 2018 in March of this year he was uh, served a notice of default sending the property towards a foreclosure sale he had 90 days to pay or renegotiate by that time the debt had grown to $110 million. still no payments were made by July So now a management service is uh, trying to figure out what to do with the property, sell it, try to repay the lenders and creditors. Oh, and by the way, the house isn't even done. The owner's name, Niall, uh, Niami, I believe is how you pronounce it. He says, uh, look, it's almost done, but it's not ready for the market yet. For instance, uh, there's no gas service right now, and, and there is supposed to be a commercial grade kitchen. That permit was denied. There's no insurance on the house as that lapsed in early 2021 challenges from social media users, you know, like the milk crate challenge and the Tide Pod challenge. Uh, Well, there's a social media challenge to sneak onto the property that has led to intruders. There's two million dollars in unpaid tax. I mean, the list goes on and on. Now, the same YouTube channel that featured this property and did the interview with Niall that you just heard from did an update. They talked to Niall again and asked him what the hell went wrong. I don't want to sound like harsh or abrupt or anything, but there's been some rumors out there that <laughs> the house has gone into foreclosure. The price is now $350 million instead of $500 million. That cracking sound is uh, Niall cracking his knuckles. He seems a bit nervous or upset. Foreclosure. the price is now $350 million instead of $500 million. What's going on? Tell us all about it. So
1: (laughs) you got to understand the whole story of it's not just a house and it's not just a sale. And this is what some of the problems that I got into. Um,
0: The first thing he says is he bought the house or bought the land in 2012. And back then he was a very different person.
1: I started developing it. And during that time I was a very different person. I was married and like, Everything in my life has changed completely.
0: Sounds like there's been a divorce. I was married at the time. So there's been a divorce, a foreclosure. I'm guessing there'll be some lawsuits as well.
1: Everything in my life has changed completely. 180% from losing all the money I had to... to pushing through and coming up with
0: the craziest world-changing idea like... Again with the boxing, which that, that has never happened. The world has not changed since he bought the house. Doing pay-per-view platform events at this house. More than all the other obnoxious attributes of this guy, just believing that a new boxing venue will change the world drives me insane. He was really all... I think that was his only idea for this fucking house. Just build a boxing ring, for Christ's sakes.
1: One of the things that that came to me... Through other people or
0: through a higher power was. Please don't say boxing ring. Don't drag God into your boxing ring wet dream. A real
1: serious way to help change the world. And when I gave them my mission statement in your interview, like that was serious. I mean, that's something I really want to do. And by having a house that has those kind of grounds post COVID, You have one of the only spaces in the world that can do pay-per-view platform events. And pay-per-view platform events at that house, like, fights with Manny
0: Pacquiao. Oh my god! This guy deserves to go bankrupt. He's like autistic or something. After like five or six minutes of this interview, you finally get a glimpse at something else this house was going to be used for.
1: And that house was going to be used for pay-per-view platform events
0: well why hasn't he mentioned that before that makes total sense i'd invest in that idea no of course he's got to mention the pay-per-view events but then then we get to the the next idea
1: pay-per-view platform events for creating a a token um, for cyber
0: currency. I I think this proves that he really had no idea what the fucking house was gonna be used for, because he's just throwing around buzzwords at this point. Everyone's talking about cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's what the house was gonna be used for. Like, what? How could a house be used for cryptocurrency? I guess, like, people living there would come up with a new Bitcoin. You could really do that in any house. You don't need a $500 million house. To create the the successor to bitcoin i'm surprised you didn't say nfts because that's the new hot buzzword right but, but where are we today i mean I, I that, that is what everybody really wants right, to know i'll tell you where, where, we are, where are, are we today this is where i lost my goddamn mind i, I had to stop after th- this point because i was going to have a heart attack niles says uh, th- th- it's either gonna go one or two ways here and he's honest about the foreclosure or whatever, receivership, whatever it's called.
1: With a receiver from Hankey Capital because Hankey hasn't been paid his mortgage payments and, and he's going to sell the house and hopefully we sell the house for top dollar.
0: That's one way it's going to go. Listen to the second way. This is the way Niall hopes things are going to work out.
1: I have someone who has become a very, very good friend of mine um, And I trust this guy with my life. And the strange thing is I've never met him before.
0: This already sounds like one of those Nigerian Prince scams. He's assured me he's a billionaire. I just had to wire him some money. Now I'm waiting for my 300 million to come through Western Union or whatever.
1: I've never met him before other than on FaceTime calls. And he is a terrific person. And but one of the issues is he's promised me over and over and over and over and over and over and over over that he is wiring the money. And that's why I've gotten into this rut, because he promised me for three months now.
0: (laughs) How how the fuck did banks lend this guy money like a hundred million dollars? He sounds like a complete idiot. This guy promised me he was going to wire me money for months and months. And I haven't seen it yet Other
1: than on
0: This is a scam my elderly aunt would fall for And I love it because he's still hopeful That the money's gonna come through Even though he's been waiting for months This guy's been stringing him along For half a year It makes no sense He's like, I trust this man with my life He's an honest, amazing guy Never met him And he's been stringing me along for months and months Promised me he was gonna send me 500 million dollars Haven't seen a penny yet He's got to be coming,
1: though, right? He is wiring the money, and that's why... I've gotten into this rut because he promised me for three months now. When we went on your last show, I was promised, as you know, this monetization fund that I called the God fund was going to come in, and it was going to monetize, and it was going to take care of everything, including these pay-per-view events and going out and helping everybody that I possibly can we'll with the pay-per-view events. Good, that deserves it in the world, but okay. it never happened, and it never happened, and it never happened, and it never happened, and never happened. But you still think it will? I believe in my heart it will and oh he's so delusional poor guy um, I received a word from him yesterday that the money is being sent next week
0: <laughs> Let's please let's check in with him next week alright there you go there, there's the update on the one that huge 500 million dollar mansion that no one wants I am loving that saga alright let's move on uh, with a gamer freak out After playing Call of Duty for 17 hours straight, one man had a severe mental break. Why? I don't know. Maybe he kept losing? I don't think he makes it very clear, but he's very pissed off at the game. Okay, I've been playing fucking Call of Duty for fucking 17 hours straight.
3: I'm fucking upset. I've got
0: milk on my fucking lips because I don't give a shit. I just like... And because... He let milk dry on his upper lip. That's how much he doesn't care. You guys don't understand. And who gives a shit if I make me- a mess? So... I, punch, I fucking punch the wall. Yeah, he's showing his hands uh, with marks on them because he so angry he was punching the wall twice, both hands I'm so fucking upset he's pointing the camera to a wall again (laughs) punching the wall there again again did absolutely no damage to the wall though that was not drywall. <laughs> I think they're concrete. <laughs> I don't give a shit about... <laughs> oh Now they're bloody. <laughs> There's blood on the water. <laughs> so... I fucking I hate Call of Duty by the Wolfhead, suit Well, then, don't play it. You know, I get... Angry at video games too. I'm one of those people who will throw a fucking controller or whatever. But that anger doesn't really stay with me long after I play. You know, after I'm done with the game, I'm done with the game. I'm not crying, punching holes in the wall. This was game ever. It must be an older video because uh, I think this is a PS3 game. Something I was trying. Fucking Planet, it, plan it and fucking the Hunt. Get into it, isn't i can't, mean, man. It's not my fucking, it's not my game. Yeah, he needs something way more chill than Call of Duty. Maybe a Barbie horse stable simulator. Get to care for horses, run a stable, rush their pretty manes. Could do four or five is okay, but fuck it. <laughs> And why is he filming himself? <laughs> I was expecting it to be like Call of Duty 5 but better weapons and fucking better things, but shit! <laughs> oh, oh, now he's just punching the camera. <laughs> <laughs> now I broke my camera. He's taking this Call of Duty loss very hard. Like one of those open-ended games, or like maybe Mario Paint. Remember Mario Paint? It wasn't even a game. It was a, you know it was a cartridge for the Super Nintendo, and it came with a mouse, and you could paint pictures, make little songs with uh, you know the Mario stars and the mushrooms. Oh, I love mushrooms. That's more your speed. Uh, next up is a video. I love this one because it's one of those videos where I hate everybody involved. Like both sides of the argument are wrong. And they're all insufferable cunts And of course they're college students This video takes place on the campus Of Arizona State University Specifically in one of their Multicultural rooms This is a safe space for Different races, colors, creeds What is creed? Does that mean like the content Of your character? Because that's not right No, creed is like your faith Yeah, you can be different faiths As long as you're not Christian This room is really for anyone who's not white and Christian that's what I have learned a multicultural room is. Also learning this hard truth is a couple of guys who are studying in the room. They're white, which means they're not wanted. Now, to be fair, and this is why I say I hate everyone involved, these two white guys know exactly what they're doing. Their argument is, look, it's a multicultural room. White is a culture. Why can't we? Why you know? Why isn't this for everyone? Their argument seems a little disingenuous, though, because... One of the guys has a Police Lives Matter sticker on his laptop. The other, he's wearing a did not vote for Biden shirt. And so, you know, they were kind of like going into this space to cause trouble, get a reaction out of these people. And boy, did they ever. Let's see how this plays out. Yeah, I don't know.
3: What did I do wrong? You have a. <laughs> you're You're offensive. Right Police Lives Matter?
0: You have the same <laughs> sticker. We're just trying to do school. What? You guys have the same sticker oh, as the other.
3: But this is our space.
0: He's saying that you guys have a Black Lives Matter sticker. It's the same thing, just on the opposite side.
3: You guys have the same sticker oh, as the other. But this is our space.
0: We've got
1: a Police Lives Matter sticker and we're getting kicked out. Can't do school.
3: Yeah, you, you just said we have to leave No, I said You're making this space it uncomfortable. uncomfortable But you're white Do you understand what a multicultural space It means you're not being centered White's not a culture? No, No, it's not a culture it's, White is not a culture Say it again to the camera You think whiteness is a culture? This is insane. So, oh anyways, God. this is the violence that ASU does, and this is the type of people violence that they protect. Okay, this white man thinks he can take up
0: our space, and this is why we need a multi. Now, it it should be noted, there's not a lot of people in the space. It's, they're not really taking up much space. There's two. Two seats protect okay this
3: white man thinks he can take up our space and this is why we need a multicultural space because they think they can get away with this shit
1: i'm gonna sit here the whole time and you can find somebody to kick that,
3: that's cool we're we, we, we we not will. you out we're asking you to leave if you have any consideration for people of color and are marginalized they clearly we
0: don't think they do I
3: can go? yeah the whole no, rest of the no, campus no. the whole the second floor the first floor the whole mu every single part of the campus centers you. This is the only space that you're not centered, and you're still trying to center yourself, which is peak white cis male bullshit. Oh,
0: see what I mean? Both sides make my skin crawl here. Let's call them whites versus the multicultural people. The multicultural people are really ratcheting this up to like eleven. You know, this is the violence. See, this is the violence we're talking about. See what ASU condones, and it's like, well, no one's condoning anything. These two students came and just sat down not like the administration okayed this. You know to throw the whole fucking institution under the bus because two guys sat down on their laptops. And really, they were being quiet. They weren't causing a scene, aside from their obnoxious bumper stickers and shirts. I mean, you know, again, they totally knew what they were doing here. I don't know what the rules are when it comes to these multicultural rooms. Maybe these white guys should have been asked to leave, but maybe do it in a quieter, non-yelly way. You're kind of encouraging a uh, a huge fight, a huge blowout to ensue.
2: You're thing, you're no, we no we can't. You're violent, dude. You don't yeah. have to We're saying you Yeah, fuck
3: America. America, bro. America was creating on genocide and slavery. Look at his face. From
0: two guys sitting in the wrong seats to fuck America things are escalating at an exponential rate. You're making okay, people here. uncomfortable. Fuck you you <laughs> yes, can go. Seriously. I'm... I was just studying. I pay the same fucking tuition as and you. And This I is this you white you man like telling black people fuck, people fuck you. You don't buy this building.
3: Cussing out I black people. Work. You just pooped I'm yourself.
0: So I would have been like, I'm not Saying "fuck you" to black people, I'm I'm saying "fuck you" to you specifically. Where
3: <laughs> you work for? You We
0: got some clapping going on. Shut
3: the fuck up, because you're making me feel unsafe in this space.
2: There's no such so, oh, thing. There's no such so, <laughs> thing just, as reverse racism. So how's mine? He's the us racist. He's not white. He doesn't
0: have Just the white. I'm gonna take a stab here. We're only halfway through the video. I'm guessing there's no peaceful resolution. Let me just fast forward to the end. Anyways. Another, Another day of trying to find this space. Feel better
1: by making your group less diverse. Doesn't make
0: sense. Oh wow. Okay, so diversity is <laughs> about including more white people. Oh <laughs>
3: and- yeah, diversity is oh, now about including white men. Okay, you okay. have the whole
0: campus. I mean, you have the whole campus. You know, I'm oh, I'm white, so I might be a little biased here. But he kind of has a point. If these uh, multicultural people insulate themselves a hundred percent of the time and never get like uh, a white person's perspective on something or, you know, include maybe a token white person. That doesn't seem right either, does it? Seems like, you know, you you then become the people that you're fighting against. I know we live in the age of like uh, being triggered and uh, everyone suffering from PTSD, but two guys just sitting there. And again, I, I don't know if they should Legally, not legally, but I mean, the rules. I, I don't know what the rules are for this room, multicultural room or whatever, but like there's no real violence happening. The guys are just sitting there studying. They, I mean, they probably want to elicit a, a response like this based on their bumper stickers and, and T-shirts or whatever, but screaming, you're making me feel unsafe. You're attacking us. You're being violent. That is um, a bit of hyperbole. It's like you're taught to use those words and phrases t- to get a reaction or make your point or whatever it's a bunch of bullshit i'm so glad i'm not in college i weep for uh, anyone who is sounds like a horrible place to learn anything finally let's turn our attention to a happier video this one is titled weird granny with sagging old tits gets wild you know i have a soft spot for granny porn I think it's because I like the idea of old women realizing they don't have enough money saved up in their social security retirement accounts to live, and so they've got to degrade themselves. I gotta resort to doing porn. That's funny to me. So uh, why are you here today, Edna? I don't want to live on the streets. I want to be able to afford my grandkids some Christmas presents. Mm. To be fair, though, this granny really seems to be enjoying what she's doing. Oh, darling!
3: Oh, that bad neighbor, mommy. Yeah, I live next door.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah we're learning some of the backstory here for this little scenario she wants to play out. I live next
3: door to you. Yeah. Mm. Every time you come to take the trash out, I'm outside. I got a sensor light.
0: See, I like details like that. Like, how would you know I'm taking out the trash? Oh, you have a sensor light. It's like the grandma bat signal.
3: Mm, I come out and say, you put your your dick right through the fence. That hole you drilled in the fence, you put it in there.
0: Hope I sanded it, because that could hurt. Maybe Granny will uh, mention that. Come on, more details.
3: Mm, you think it's like a glory hole fence. (laughs)
0: <sighs> sp- yeah, we got that. Suck your cock right there the fence. Yeah, okay.
3: Mmm, I put my ass up against the fence, and you put your cock right in my pussy.
0: Yeah, and then the raccoons crawl out of the dumpster because they smell the rancid, decomposing stink of my ass. They start crawling up my leg because they think there's some rotten food up my poop chute. Oh yeah. See, I told you, I like this kind of world building. <sighs> Oh, fuck me, bad neighbor girl. Oh, yeah. Don't call me mommy. Hey, mom! My dick is in your dry cunt, mom! Is that how you want me to do it? Oh,
3: my God, I'm going to come
0: on your cock. How does that work with old ladies that can't produce moisture down there? Is your cock coated with a light dusting? Is it sandblasted? Does anything come out? Oh, I want to rub that ass in your face. Look... You know, if I was forced to have sex with an old woman, there's not much you can do in the way of uh, pussy contact. It's kind of the whole point of sex, right? Penis and vagina. So I've been told. But I would do everything in my power to keep that ass away from my face and more specifically my nose. I just have a feeling old ladies have trouble maneuvering, uh, cleaning in that area. You know, they've got limited mobility, reaching around back there to scrub or wipe. That, that may prove to be difficult And I just, I don't know, I just think There's gonna be smells and worse Old lady ass is a no-go oh. The a non-starter oh,
3: I'm gonna come, yeah
0: You are not gonna come, stop lying
3: Oh, oh God, yeah Oh, she oh is, fuck you, I'm gonna ride you
0: Yes She is moving around, She's she's quite mobile I am,
3: oh, your ass is mine yeah, it is. And I'm going to
0: come right on your face, too. Oh. <sighs> oh. Your ass is very close to my face at that point. Take it. Oh. Wait, who's fucking who here? Oh, God, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: I mean, how much of this do you want to hear, really? I think towards the end, she pulls a tosser Tim, or she does, like, a countdown. Are
3: you ready? Oh, boy. want you to come all over me. Ten. Nine.
0: Eight. Seven. The slapping sound you hear uh, are her tits. They look like um, socks filled with sand. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not perky in any way, shape, or form. And the slapping really has a lot to do with uh, gravity weighing those things down. Seven. Six. Oh
2: God. Five. Four.
0: Three, two, one. Oh. Agnes? Agnes? Wake up! Oh, God. She's on top of me. I can't, I can't breathe. What's that warm, wet feel? Oh, she shit herself. I knew she was loaded back there. Should have just stuck with the blowjob through the fence like I wanted. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the Crazy Bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. Not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, what are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak. Today, the Sideshow is DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs four thousand plus shows more importantly every week i do brand new sideshow exclusive programs uh typically on tuesday and thursday that means uh, tomorrow we'll be doing a sideshow exclusive program great time to sign up memberships are very inexpensive only six dollars and 99 cents a month even less when you opt for a quarterly semi-annual yearly or lifetime membership this is how i make my living so if you like dv please consider supporting it again superfreaksideshow.com all major credit cards and PayPal accepted. There are other ways to support DV. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash View, where you can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Thank you to all of my patrons. And, of course, you sideshow members, you are the reason this show continues. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, smartphones, smart watches, smart refrigerators, smart speakers. Everything is connected to the Internet. Everything is smart. But do you want your toilet to be smart? I think it would be hilarious if there was a huge data breach and my bowel movement history was up for sale on the dark web. Oh my god, someone got my anal print. All my fecal metric data has been leaked. My life is ruined. Hey, brings a whole new meaning to anal leakage. Am I right? Duke University is at the forefront of smart shit analysis, apparently. Professor Sonia Grigo has been researching stool, not just poop, but like how we poop. She says, we think there's an incredible untapped opportunity for health data. And this information is not tapped because of the universal uh, universal aversion to having anything to do with your stool. As the co-founder of Coprada or Coprada, I think it's like, you know, how coprophilia is um, the 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 term for, like, people who love shit, copra, you know, and data. It's a mixture of copra and data. That's my analysis there. Uh, She's working on a toilet that uses sensors and artificial intelligence to analyze waste. And she hopes to have an early model for a pilot study ready within nine months. Quote, the toilet that you have in your home has not functionally changed in its design since it was first introduced. I agree. It is time for a toilet revolution. I thought the Japanese were onto something with their uh, Toto toilets. But this might be a generational leap forward if we can incorporate AI into our shitters. I want Jarvis from Iron Man talking to me while I poop. You're producing quite a fluffy load today, Tim. Thank you. Or you could have like an array of different sensors and cameras. Infrared, LiDAR, wide angle. To really get a good shot of my rectum. And, And they could tell. The computer could tell, like, what's going on. How the shit's coming out. How much toilet paper I'm going to need to clean that mess up. It could dispense the correct amount. You know, not too much. Not too little. It would really help the environment, I think. This researcher went on to say, like, look, all other aspects of your life, your electricity, your communication, even your doorbell, have enhanced capabilities. But not your fucking toilet. Come on, Kohler. We don't want just a bold new look. We want some bold functionality. According to this article in The Guardian, the smart toilet's time has come, baby. And it's a potentially huge market, at least for uh, the developed world, where everyone uses a toilet multiple times a day. Grigo says that she can uh, envision a world in which a toilet does more than flush poop and is available to every household. What exactly could a smart toilet detect? Well, Grigo believes her product which analyzes and tracks stool samples and sends the data to an app, will provide information related to cancer and many chronic diseases. For general consumers, it will provide a peace of mind, she says, by establishing a healthy baseline. Having technology that tracks what is normal for an individual could provide an early warning that a checkup is needed. For people with specific conditions, such as uh, IBS... The device could provide helpful monitoring for doctors. It's very difficult to know when to escalate or de-escalate treatment. Stool-based biomarkers can provide that information. Beyond that, in the future, toilets could make suggestions on uh, what to eat. Eh, your poop's a little runny. You need some fiber, baby. Or if you have like a a bad blowout, (laughs) like you ate something wrong, the toilet could tell you what type of food may have triggered that. By the way, this isn't unheard of. Panasonic launched a smart toilet in China back in 2018 that tested urine and tracked body fat. I mentioned Toto at the top of this segment. Well, Toto announced its wellness toilet. Uh, it's just a concept right now, but it's something it's working on. Its sensors, including one for scent, <laughs> would aim to detect that poor robot toilet. Uh, it would aim to detect health problems and conditions such as stress also make lifestyle suggestions it says here in one image provided by the company it envisioned the toilet sending you a recipe for salmon and avocado salad like the toilet is pleading with you to eat better i can't take eating anymore You your shit it's awful Smells so bad and it's runny please here here's a salmon and avocado salad recipe Get your shit back on track. Researchers at the Stanford School of Medicine have been working on technology that can analyze feces, including stool dropping time. It can also track the velocity and color of your... Now, that would be fun. I would turn that into a game. You know how you can do that with your smart watches and Peloton? You, know, you can, like, uh, get your friends to compete. Can you beat my runtime today? Well, can you beat my piss velocity? A great name for a pee fetish movie. Piss velocity. It's an action porno. Aizen, a Korean toilet manufacturer, hopes to have prototypes by the end of the year for a smart toilet. A man named Vic uh, Kashap or Kashap in um, his company, Toy Labs, have created a toilet seat called the True which can be fixed to an existing toilet, and it recognizes the user by their phone. Or a combination of physiological parameters, like how much do they weigh? How are they sitting on the seat? And then it analyzes your shit using optical methods, looking at things like volume, clarity, consistency, color. Isn't that how you determine a good diamond? I love that analyzing shit is a lot like analyzing precious stones. My turd is a gem. Toilet essentially uh, is trying to understand when someone has abnormal patterns and then it's capable of documenting those patterns and providing reports that can be used by physicians uh, to help in the treatment of a variety of conditions. For now, Trulu is focusing on the older adult market. Cash App says uh, we do very much have an eye towards this being a consumer product. It's going to be used by anyone who has a toilet. So the future is coming, and it sounds very shitty. Second story we have for you today, we've got another unruly airplane passenger. The only reason I'm reading this story is because he's disgruntled, yet it has nothing to do with COVID-19 or masks. That's really what makes this news story so bizarre. Yes, a cuckoo crazy banana passenger on a JetBlue flight from Boston to San Juan, Puerto Rico was arrested after he allegedly choked a flight attendant with his necktie. Someone really did not care for the in-flight movie. To be fair, why would you show that awful RoboCop remake? Just play the original. All right. Uh, yes, an unruly passenger on a JetBlue flight from Boston to San Juan, Puerto Rico was arrested after he choked a flight attendant with his necktie while trying to force his way into the plane's cockpit. Sounds like this story could have had a tragic ending. What's this guy's name? Khalil Eldar? I'm surprised this guy wasn't immediately gunned down on the plane. You have a scary name. You're trying to make your way to the cockpit. We've seen this story play out before. All right. Khalil Eldar reportedly became agitated after a cell phone call he tried to make did not go through. That's what this is all about. You're upset because of bad cell reception? I mean, I know it's frustrating, but you've had to have dealt with this before. You know, cell phones sound shitty when you're on land. The mere fact it's somewhat possible to make mobile phone calls 30,000 feet in the sky. that I mean, it's a miracle. Sorry if there was an echo or something, but calm the fuck down. Shortly after that botched call, he rushed towards the cockpit of Flight 261, yelling that he wanted to be shot. (laughs) Someone kill me! I bet you he was talking to his wife on the phone. He fucked up. Yes, he yelled that he wanted to be shot in both Spanish and Arabic. I know you were saying that you wanted to be killed, but never speak Arabic on a plane. Very few people speak Arabic. You're just gonna scare the crap out of the other passengers, right? A flight attendant opened the cockpit door and Eldar proceeded to choke her with his necktie. He then tried to break into the cockpit. Eldar kicked the flight attendant in the chest while he tightened the necktie and stopped the crew member from breathing. It was then he was restrained by six or seven crew members using neckties. I had no idea neckties were so important in restraining people. Maybe I should start wearing ties, you know, just in case shit gets out of hand somewhere. I'll have a necktie handy. Yeah, the crew members used neckties, flex cuffs, and seatbelt extensions to retrain, uh, re- restrain him. Eldar was arrested in Puerto Rico after the flight had landed and faced at least one federal charge of interference with flight crew members. He's still in custody in Puerto Rico. You may remember uh, the last, I think this was the last news story we read about unruly passengers. Uh, a JetBlue Airways passenger was fined $45,000 last month for putting his head up a flight attendant's skirt. Flight attendants are uh, exhausted with all you're dealing with all this bullshit. The stress of dealing with problematic passengers have left them exhausted and fearing for their safety. We need to come up with a little flag with a line, a colored line for flight attendants, right? You know, police have the blue line. Firefighters have the red line. I support flight attendants. Stewardesses' lives matter. That doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? Final story we have for you today. The human dragon is set to cut off his dick. Because dragons don't have dicks? Or something that is just, that's dumb. Richard Hernandez is a banker who gave up his career in finance and decided to become a human dragon. Oh, it kind of makes sense. See, I should really read on in these new stories. (laughs) I should read deeper than just the headline before I decide to include it in the show. Anyway, Richard is transitioning to become a dragon lady. (laughs) And obviously, dragon ladies don't need dragon dicks, I guess. I don't know. They're mythical creatures, so... You can really make up anything about them. Oh, yeah, like, you know, dragon women are the opposite of human men. You know, dragon la- the lady dragons have penises. And then, boom, you don't have to cut off your dick anymore. It's all made up anyway, right? The Los Angeles resident spent upwards of $85,000 on a makeover that's consisted of, here we go, ear removal, tongue splitting. And now he wants to cut off his penis. I'm sorry, their penis. I think this dude paid, I'm sorry, this person paid too much because so far, uh, okay, ear removal and tongue splitting, $80,000 $80, for that. But look, I you know, looking at a picture, if you look at the uh, chapter artwork, you can see a, a picture of this person uh, and they've got like horn, those like bumps on their head, a lot of tattooing. I think there was a lot more than uh, that, that $80,000 covered after transitioning from male to female. Maybe that was included in the $80,000 too. Tiamat. That's Richard's new name. Tiamat Legion Medusa Tiamat's breasts. Yes, grew as a result of hormone therapy, but now he's having I'm sorry there. I I can't get it. They're having she they whatever they're having second thoughts. So so now uh, they don't want the tits anymore. He'd rather be genderless. Boy, this dragon is a woman. So indecisive. Tiamat said, I'm in the process of going genderless, so I prefer they, them pronouns. I'm trying. Top of my priorities is to say goodbye to Mr. Bojangles, my penis, as soon as possible. My ultimate preference is to simply be called an it. Well, now that I can do. That makes sense. Just like my own kind, the snakes. They were dragon. My metamorphosis is nowhere near done. After being abandoned in the woods as a child, Tiamat denounced their birth parents in favor of a snake. Now, see, I don't know if this is like a made-up backstory or if this is like, you know, Richard's history where he was like left in the woods as a kid and a snake raced him. (laughs) Makes sense. The dragon lady recalled, I was abandoned by my parents in the middle of the woods at night deep in the heart of South Texas where the western diamondback rattlesnake abounds. This is all made up uh, It was then when my human parents shoved me out of the car To leave me there like unwanted trash That I adopted the venomous rattler As my parents They left me and two of my other siblings Close enough to the family farm So that my maternal grandparents would find us So I think this person Is exaggerating My parents have done this to me too Basically where you know, you're know you mouthing off to your your parents In the car and they kick you out Down the street from where you live you can walk home. Meanwhile, this you know, dragon lady was left at the entrance to the family farm, you know, or down the, the dirt road that leads to it or something. Come on. I'm going to abandon you in the woods next to rat, rattlesnakes, whatever. Uh, after coming out at the uh, age of 11 as gay, Tiamat became a target for bullying. This prevented the student from professing their dreams of being a girl. After high school, uh, he left tech or she, well, I don't know, like if it's in the past, if you're supposed to, you can call him the guy that he was before he transitioned. But anyway, he became a, a, a banker, I guess. Through my 15 year tenure, I rose to become a banking vice president and client manager in the bank's corporate banking division. Tim, life changed following a devastating HIV diagnosis. Today, I learned that dragons can get AIDS. Maybe that's why the dragons went extinct. Because they felt they will die soon, they started modifying their body. Diamet hopes the transformation will be complete by 2025. So stick with DV. We may have some updates. I mean, again, I'm looking at a picture of the of this of it, and uh, it looks like a dragon. It looks like a human dragon hybrid. Pretty cool. Uh, that, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here love to hear from you freaks and there are many ways to contact the show show at distortedview.com i'm all over social media at distortedview on twitter and instagram facebook.com slash distorted view show yada 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 uh so it's been a while since i've heard from you we did not end up doing a friday show i mean we kind of did because i posted the thursday show so late it was really friday at like 3 a.m but there wasn't a friday show for everyone I just figured I was so behind I would, you know, end up doing the Friday show on Saturday and then I'd have to do the Monday show on Sunday and it would just be too much. I can only handle so much of my own voice uh, every day. I mean, you understand. You only have to deal with me for 45 minutes. I have to deal with myself for 24 hours a day, day in and day out. It's too much quite the struggle. All right, uh, let's check in with a few freaks here. Hey, Slug nugget, It's asking Manson. And yes, my ass can't shut up about Mickey Rooney because my abundant idiocracy did not understand what
2: you're saying. And I just kind of went off on a tangent because I was high as a kite because I can't connect you. Anyhow, yes, I do have a sideshow. I actually have had sideshow for like a week now, but I can't figure out how to edit to my podcast. Oh. So I've just been listening to it through your website, through your website through the sideshow. Yes. Anyway. Well,
0: I make it very easy for you to listen if you want to listen to the Sideshow exclusive programs on the website you can do that it's a very mobile friendly website but uh, if you're having problems and you want to add it to your podcast player email me and I will try to help you or uh, we've got some friendly freaks in the discord who uh, help out freaks all the time
2: hello Tim Hansen. it's Unicorn Hanson checking in so listen it's been a great show I'm calling up on a Sunday night uh Sunday night heat. Sunday night, I woke up with a boner and I jerked off. That's cool. why I decided to call and let you know from now. It's more of
0: a visual thing, you would think. Rather than call up to, to talk about it, I would like to see your work. Until the 31st, I will be calling and ask. I'm not trying to pressure you to send dick pics, but. Can you one nice. question? That first, first
2: question I, I want to ask you. Did you have a favorite, you know, like a comedian uh, stand up, uh, or I don't know? Uh, we had some good comedians to look up to, and I was wondering if uh, one of my favorites was uh, Rufus uh, George Carlin. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. Got to see him in, like, uh, two, 2006-ish, so mm-hmm. happy I got to do that. Anyways, uh, you know, uh, uh,
0: Honestly, I haven't really seen anyone good live. I remember when I was, uh, like, 18 or 19, I got, uh, to, I got tickets on my birthday to see Paula Poundstone. <laughs> that was, like, the first comedian, the first comedy show I ever went to see. It it was Paula, like my whole life has been one giant embarrassment after another. First concert, Savage Garden. First comedian, some old dyke. It was funny because it it really was, you know, I went to this, uh, I mean, she was fine, you know, Paula Poundstone, she's a comedian, it's funny. I'm a very easy uh, comedy audience person. Like, if you're at all good or entertaining, I'll laugh, right? But the audience really was like 95% lesbian. And I I don't think I knew at the time that Paula Poundstone was a lesbian. I was like, that's weird. She has a huge gay following. Norm MacDonald died. I guess I'm kind of sad that I never got to see him live. Be getting a lot of recommendations for, you know, I started watching his stuff on YouTube and now I get recommendations all the time of like his old, um, you know, clips of him on Conan, which are just so funny. He's good. Um, Bob Odenkirk, I used to like like his uh, state. He used to be a stand-up comedian before. You know, he's he uh, was on Breaking Bad and, of course, uh, Better Call Saul. But before that, he was a sketch comedy writer and a stand-up comedian. Uh, I enjoyed him. Um, I don't know. That, that, those are the ones that come to mind right now.
2: Hi, Tim. This is Jerry from KC. Hi, this Jerry. This is going to be quick. I just have two things for you. First, today is July 2nd. So, I want to see when you get this.
0: <clears throat> well, September 27th. And
2: secondly, uh, a <laughs> quick shout out to uh, Cat Lady. Cat Lady, please die.
0: Thank you. Bye. Oh, don't say that. She's on the verge as it is. It's strange because we haven't heard from her in a couple of days, right? Hey, this message is more or less for Haley's comment. Um, Haley's comment, you die too. Today's show, you were talking about, uh, for some reason, Divics and how you know, after a year and a half, this thing that Circuit City created uh, just didn't do well and sort of went away. And yes. I was wondering, um, you know, uh, Haley's comment, when you were working there, what was
2: the <laughs> overall impact to, you know, the story you were working at? What was
0: the morale like? What, you know, what, what was it like to be there on the front lines of, of the DivX failure. Oh, it had to have been devastating. Uh, being a, Morale was low. A, um, dedicated Circuit City employee. Uh, just curious. All right, thanks. Does this really annoy Haley's comment? Because Haley's comment says he's never worked at Circuit City, and this is just some dumb thing you guys have come up with to piss him off but he doesn't really seem that pissed off by it haley's comment, Colin. all right uh that is all the time we have on this edition of the program watch guys do you know me show at distortedview.com distortedview.com is our official website voicemail line for you that's 206-66 oh god is it oh god I want to rub that ass in your face spread the distortion STD tell all your friends about the show don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts remember uh, tomorrow's show is going to be sideshow exclusive if you want to hear it you got to sign up superfreaksideshow.com otherwise I will see you back on Wednesday until then have a great day bye everybody
2: We live in the most breast happy country in the whole world <clears throat> our children are learning a great deal about women's breasts from the time they can hardly open their eyes this topless business the the bathing suits the the low-cut gowns everything has a message about women's breast and it's very clear and it comes across loud and clear to the children breasts are